Welcome. This is a, a special 4th of July week version of the uh, SV Pod. Stanford Steve is alongside. And um, what's 4th of July? Is 4th of July Monday? Tuesday. Tuesday. We can put this out on Monday morning. All right, we'll put this out on Monday morning. So there you go. So it's a special 4th of July week podcast. We'll put it out Monday. It's, we're taping it in advance. And it's a conversation with a guy that I met a couple of years ago and talked about here on the podcast. His name's Tom Dolan. He was a gold medal swimmer for the United States, was a world record holder, and a guy that I, I met at a meet. And it was just, I was blown away by the fact that this is a guy who has stood on top of a medal stand like he's heard the anthem won a gold medal he's that guy and yet we're laughing at the swim meet because his daughter and my daughter were swimming in the same heat and i think my daughter beat his daughter which was this big deal because it was this fun story because our our coach danny was like hey i think you're i think your daughter's swimming against tom dolan's daughter i was like okay cool and i'm like i i, I know that name but i don't know the specifics he's like i used to have his poster on the wall He's like badass gold medalist. But like, ah, oh, that's great. Well, okay. And then I think Lila won the, her heat, or she at least beat she he, she beat Tom's daughter to the wall. Here comes Tom later, and I don't know Tom. He walks over, hey, how are you? And he's like, yeah, I think our daughters swam against each other. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, hey, I'm Tom. I'm like, hey, Scott Van Pelt. And I say, hey, to our coach, I say, Danny, here's the guy whose poster was on your wall. He's like, oh my gosh, Tom. And he's just suburban dad, big tall fit dude and we're talking about life and talking about swimming and he's sharing these incredible stories about his days as a swimmer and about what it's like being a swim dad now and i'm just i loved the perspective that he had about what it was and what it wasn't and what it was was a fun thing and what it wasn't was life and death and yet here's a guy for whom like it was just it was at the arena he was in it right where it's not life and death, but it's the it's the, the the time matters more there than any other time in this sport. And I just thought, what a cool thing to have that perspective, to have been the guy, and yet your worth as a human isn't tied to whether or not your eight-year-old wins butterfly, you know? And his children swim for this this program called Washington Golf. Now, we live in the Washington, D.C. area. I think that's a I don't know what it is. A, a, a club. Does that sound right, Steve? I don't know. It's A or something. And they're the best. They win every year. Um, Army Navy is really good. Um, but Washington Golf's the best. And so his kids swim on the best team. That's where he swam years ago. They're sort of the Alabama of the Washington, D.C. summer swim scene at the level we're at. Or maybe there's a higher level. I don't know. I can't imagine there's anything more than Washington golf. You go over there and there's like slanted blocks and Olympic times on a scoreboard. Like we got people with like a pad and a pen at our pool. Uh, they got a different level going over there and they're the, they're sort of the benchmark. Um, and his kids swim for them. And I honestly don't know. I, I mean, that I, I think his kids do do fine, but they're, it's, I don't think they're not old enough to be like the, the Tom Dolans of this age. But anyway, we met a couple of years ago. We've stayed in touch ever since. I've talked about him here. I have great, just great respect for him. And I thought it would be really cool to have him come on along with Steve because we do this swim, swim meet talk on the pod quite a bit. But really, it's dad talk 
And I thought here in, in Steve and in uh, Tom, you have two incredibly high achiever dads who just do it the right way and have the right approach. And I thought maybe we could have him on, have a bit of conversation about how he views it, share some stories and uh, just chop it up. A little 4th of July podcast for you. So there you go. And with that, we welcome in to celebrate America, a man who wore the stars and stripes with great distinction, a two-time gold medal winner, a world record holder in the 400 IM, which sounds like just an absolutely excruciating thing to have to do. <laughs> and now a washed suburban dad on the pool decks, <laughs> barking out the kids in lanes one through eight. <laughs> Here he is, Tom Dolan. Tom, thank you so much for doing this, man. My pleasure. Good to be with you guys. No doubt. We, we as I explained a couple of years ago, and as I mentioned in this lead up, when you and I met a couple of years ago, it, I, I'm kind of, my friends tell me I'm standoffish and aloof, which is not a great, neither is a good characteristic <laughs> to have. But immediately, I felt like you and I just bonded because I'm like, this guy gets it. And you and, and Steve both, you guys had high, high, high achievement. As I told you, Tom, his last game that he played in his life was a Rose Bowl. You know, you stood atop the medal stand and heard the anthem. You're the rarest of rare. You're people that got to that level. Most of us, and I was a decent athlete, but most of us, that's, that's as good as it gets. And yet, in, this, in the dad space out there, I get wanting your kid to be good. I want to see my kid achieve and feel great. But instantly, I just you and I just bonded over here. Our kids are like in the second and third heats here. They're just doing their best. And I just so immediately gravitated towards that. And what, what was so interesting to me about it is that you were, you were the guy. And yet you see the world through the lens of just such a grounded perspective. And I guess really what I'm asking is how... How how do you achieve that? How do how are you able to see your kids and smile whether they're first or last or they don't swim at all? Yeah, look, I, I think it's a um, it's kind of a fascinating journey in that you know I see th there is there is a uniqueness to the view to your point, Scott, that um, when when you achieve in, in athletics at, at at really any significance of a level, um, it brings perspective. Right. I don't think it brings um, some extra level of I'm better than others. I think it's just perspective. And we learn from perspective, whether that perspective is from uh, a great experience or a bad experience. Right. Mm -hmm. Like in, in my career, partly how I would help answer the question for my for my parent perspective is um, like most athletes, I vividly remember either losing or not achieving what I wanted to achieve. And all the rest of it is kind of just a glaze, right? Really? And it's just kind of a, a blur. That's, that's such a common denominator, though. Like, I find coaches. Like, you, you asked Mike Krzyzewski about games he lost. I bet he can see him so much more clearly than the thousand and some odd that he won. I just, I, what is that? Because, I mean, you're, I, put, I count you among the highest of achievers. What is it about that, do you think? You know, I think there's a wiring part of it. It's the same reason of the story that I told you when we were on the full deck of uh, you know, throwing my goggles because I won by half a pool length, but didn't break the, the pool record and the time I'd set for myself. And there's a wiring, I think, that um, at that elite level that you have, that um, the goals that you set for yourself are one thing. Um, how you go about them and the expectations that you put on yourself are a whole other thing that I think, quite frankly, is very hard to 
uh, eloquently share, right? Okay. I think okay. it's such a deep burning desire. Part of the way I would say it too, though, is, you know, I've always been used to being around athletes and I, I'll, I'll never forget as a little guy, just put my hand up, wasn't a big reader, didn't love it, didn't <laughs> love reading in general. Um, but you know what I did love is I loved reading any sports article, magazine I could get my hands on talking about Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, how they went about things, how they thought about um, games, practices. And to me, there is a wiring and a significant difference between hating to lose and loving to win. Right. And those that are wired to hate to lose never forget ever, ever, ever when things didn't go the way they wanted. Steve, I know I, I want to let you jump in in a second, but you, Tom, you alluded to a story you told me about setting a record, checking your goggles off the pool wall at the end of the of the of the lane. And if I have this right, wasn't that your last event, like your last meet for Washington golf? So, so well, because hold on, it, it, yeah. well, go, it, well, it, it was something like that. And if it wasn't your last event, didn't you just come back from setting a world record in Rome and some kids next to you like, hey, where'd you swim last week? I swam at Manor. We swam against Argyle and Manor. Yeah, the guy next to me swam in Rome and he set a world record. Imagine that, that, being that is a true story. Okay. I did. I did come back from world championships and some of the summer meets so that the kids could see. But I want to clarify okay. so that before the before the, the dads out there go crazy <laughs> on me. Do you want to clarify the throwing of the goggles was when I was 10 years old, not when I was 18 and just broke the world record. I did come back to swim that summer, not to meet up on kids, but for conversations like this, quite frankly, so that they could see that, look, at the end of the day, no matter what your sport is, swimming's no different than anything else. It's it's passion and work ethic, and I and, think it's, and it's not magic. But it's great for people to see that because look, I, I kid around that most of the dads listening, like the, the, the next wave of Dolans and Stanford Steves, are going to come from somewhere. So there, there's greatness out there, but mostly it's people that are just having fun in the summer, and the perspective is important. But but I I do think it's great for the for the people at Washington golf to look up and here's this guy that just set a world record. I just pity the poor guy from Argyle or army Navy that's on the block next to you. Cause he's not going to get to the wall first. All right. I've jeopardized all the conversation, Steve, go Tom. I always, something I always comes to mind when swimming, no doubt I might've not have been the best in academics at Stanford early on. And there was an early thing called the Dawn patrol. And I had to get up early, go work out before the whole thing started Every single day you go by the pool and Stanford has an outdoor facility, as a lot of people know in the, in the swim world uh, and nonstop, like every single day, there are people in that pool at 5 a.m. And the steam's coming off the water. I know the, the, the in, at 5 a.m. The, the, it's not it's not hot. It's not hot outside. And I know, you know, people talk about all the time getting in the pool, getting in the pool, just get in the pool, get in the pool. Yeah. But the thing I've always thought about, and it's even more so now that my kids are in, is like football, you know, I got buddies, we're positioned, you know, same guys competing at tight end. Now, our our competition is probably up to a coaching staff, right? But swimmers, I just thought when they were outside the pool and we were hanging out and going to frat parties and this and that, they were so much closer because clock don't lie. Like the, the, the clock is yeah. what you are, and everybody on the team knows that. And I think that it brings bond because you got a, you're an older guy and you got a young guy coming in like, hey, this is what I saw. You know, I think that the self coaching or the teammate coaching 
is just so much more there. And then when you guys are together, like I said, you guys are in that pool, man. Like there, I, I can't imagine the stories of, of being down and guys picking each other up. But when you get to that competition and you know you got your guys there that have been in there and you know what they're going to do, that, that's where I think swimming and all that, that that's what I love about it because that, that naturally brings – the, the locker room, the pool, the team together, whereas in the team sports, you could have some separation because of egos and, and, and coach liking. Is that true? Do you feel that? Did you feel that when you were coming up? For sure. Yeah, I mean, look, all your points are dead on. I, I think first thing I would say is it's it's unrelenting. Swimming mm-hmm. is as unrelenting as any any athletic endeavor uh, that's out there, right? And and I think that um, it's, it's cliche and – and you kind of always look at like, oh, well, it's the process, not the end result. And everybody talks about that. I'm just telling you, that's the thing in swimming. Yeah. If you don't fall in love with the process and you don't love, and I don't mean like, boy, I can't wait to get up at five in the morning and get into 68 degree water. Like <laughs> that's insane to say yeah. that out loud. Yeah. But, to, but to love the process of like, yes, okay, that sucks. Like kind of wish I was a golfer. Seems like a better life, right? Um, but you you fall in love with the process that 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 lays out in front of you. So to your point, Steve, like I think the camaraderie huge, right? But the mm-hmm. internal um, building of of skills, and by that I don't really even mean like, hey, I'm going to pitch my hand this way versus this way, or feel it in my fingertips. I mean, you're just built different. Mm-hmm. You're wired different. And so I did a really bad job of answering Scott's first question, which is <laughs> how do you have that parent perspective? To be honest, it's kind of what we're talking about here, though, because, man, it's freaking hard. It's yeah. hard to be good at swimming. It's hard to be good at anything. It's hard to be good at anything, like sports, business. I don't care what it is. And so for me, I go the, I go the other way. In other words, as a parent, as an athlete, even to your point, Steve, I am as far back as possible because I know how hard it is. I know how crazy I'm wired and was wired. Mm. And man, you got to choose that path. And sure, like sometimes you find it through others, through your friend network, through coaches that inspire you. But that's got to be your path. That can't be anyone else's path. And that's hard as a parent to remember. And I can just tell you guys right now, there isn't a second of the day that I don't think about that to say, my kids just need to learn how to work hard and have fun. Mm-hmm. I don't care about anything else. Right on. And I, I, I mentioned, I want to get back to the whole, to that about work hard and have fun for your kids. But now as you talk about it and being wired a certain way, it's instructive to me to just learn as an elite athlete that you were. And you said it's hard to articulate, but I'm asking you to, because you're an articulate guy. The drive was from what? Like you, you, you were, you were an Olympian, you were, you were a gold medalist, but like, what was it that drove you to say, I, I want to get to the wall faster than anyone ever has in the world. And then did is, is, is that explainable? Yeah. Look, I think, I think, um, my dad tried to give it a, a shot explaining it on one of those vignettes, uh, that, that NBC does as they lead up to when you walk out to the blocks and it's like Tom's from the mean streets of Arlington and, um, and it sounds crazy and it it's, sounds hey, like it's rugged. You get on the other side of the Potomac, <laughs> hey, bro. Nobody knows what's happening, man. You Don't just park like on the wrong side of the street, it's, head on a swivel, tough. bro. Yeah. Head yeah. on a swivel. Yeah. Roll them up, lock them up. Um, but listen, I mean, it, it sounds, it sounds crazy, but my dad tells a story of, I, I hated drinking milk when I was little 
Right. And so the parenting tip for me, which maybe I should, I should take a, take a hard listen to and, and try to use some parenting tips on my own kids when they don't listen to me is you just challenge me to a race. And so he'd say, okay, fine. I bet you I beat you drinking this glass of milk. <laughs> Boom. I'd have, I'd have 10 of them. I, I could be there all day. I'd have a hundred of them if you want to race every time. Right. And so I, so I think the reality for me is it was about the race. It wasn't even really about swimming, right? Like I loved every sport growing up. Mm -hmm. I eventually leaned towards individual sports because I had just a very hard time understanding a team sport. If I played as well as I knew I possibly could and, and listened to my coaches and did everything I possibly could, I couldn't control the outcome fully. Mm -hmm. And I had a problem with that. Yeah. And I don't mean like a problem, like I'm talking to you guys. I mean, like I'm throwing my cap against the wall. The world is going to blow up problem. Mm -hmm. And that's part of my answer to you, Scott, is like my depths of fire um, are, are as, as deep as you can possibly imagine. And I don't mean like, Hey, every elite athlete is competitive. You could ask any of my buddies that we all swam together in the Olympics. Like I got a problem competitive, right? Like don't play uh, Sega Genesis, old school reference, old man pod with Tom. It's not that fun because if he loses, you're going to be stuck there for four hours until oh, you're, he not you're one of those, wins. You're one of those just so many times you don't want to play again. You're one of those run that, it back guys. Just run it. Yeah. Just, just keep and, playing and, until you and, win. And look, the, the other way I'd say it's got is like, I, I, I'm a, I'm a hate to lose guy so much that like, I'll, I'll literally do anything. So one of the mindsets that I used to have swimming was, you know, I had really bad asthma and yep. it definitely impacted me physically. It was a significant effect on me physically, but boy, I used to, when I would give talks to, to, to groups of young kids, I'd say to them from a mental perspective, as crazy as it sounds, kind of one of the best things that ever happened to me, because by the time I got to a meet, nobody had been through more mm -hmm. from a kind of physical challenge perspective. And I was, you know, just hardened steel that I like, how dare you think you're going to beat me? Right. And I don't mm -hmm. mean to share that in an egotistical way because it's not how I treated my competitors, but in that ready room, and you guys probably remember, I think it was uh, 2012 when Phelps was in that ready room and he made that crazy face. Mm -hmm. That's a real thing in swimming. You're in this tiny little room yeah. with people from all over the world that have trained a, a psychotic amount of time for a ridiculously short race, which yeah. is just the <laughs> equation of swimming back to your point, Steve, of like seeing those Stanford swimmers. It's a crazy sport. I mean, you're training seven hours a day, mm -hmm. seven days a week for a race that's somewhere in between 22 seconds and a, a four IM is four minutes and 10 seconds. Just it's never, that's never an equal equation. But my point would be, Yes, that's the point. And that's why you build this kind of life skill and wiring that it isn't about the four minutes. It's about everything you went through to get to the four minutes. And when you're in that room, one of my favorite places in the world, wasn't scared of it. I loved it. And this is how, this is the level of crazy that I was, is I waited for people to look over at me. I would stare at them and I'd wait for them to look over at me just so I could stare at them and never blink. Like it was my <laughs> favorite thing in the world. And I could tell you, of the seven other guys in that room, I could go, boom, he's out, boom, he's out. Ah, he might want to race, boom, he's out. And you could just see it in their face. Like, I'm just happy to, it's the, I'm just happy to be here face. And that's what I always say to my teammates. I go, guys, we're not happy to be here. This is not, this is not a destination. This mm -hmm. is a place where we are to win. That's why you make the Olympics. It's not a place to say, boy, this is fun to be here. You don't just go for the ride. 
And so that's the wiring I think that's very different. And that's also from a parent perspective, like you guys can tell, I still have it. Like mm-hmm. I feel it right now. Right. But I'm super careful with my kids that I don't share any of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I back up until they ask me a question, then I'll say, sure, I'm happy to talk about it, but I don't, I never give any unsolicited advice. That's, so, that's, that's kind of how I roll with them. So you're the reason they started making the mirror reflection goggles. So guy, you couldn't see into the guy's <laughs> right. eyes. Huh? Okay. That's right. That's All right. Exactly right. The Dolan the goggles. We got it. <laughs> Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. So I listen to that and it's just riveting because I, you know, I, I think of what you're describing and I think what we saw with Phelps. Um, and yet I have, I have had the luxury that probably most of our listeners haven't of seeing you on the pool deck and seeing the smile on your face, your littlest guy swimming this year. I don't, I'm, yep. you, know, you don't have to share his name for our listeners because there's stuff that doesn't have to be shared in the universe, but he was, I, th- how old is he? He just turned five, turned and five he, about a month and a half ago. And I watched him swim and I'm like, oh, there's Dolan's guy. And it was some freestyle and some other sort of whatever he yeah. got to the, he hybrid. Got, yeah, hybrid's a good way of putting yeah. it. But you know what? He got to the other end of the pool, yeah. and the same smile I see on your face right now, I saw on your yep. face on the deck. And you were in no way married to the result. Your worth as a human was in no way tied to whether that Dolan was first or last. And I think that's what I so appreciate, is listening to you talk about you'd walk through the fires of hell to beat someone, and yet you totally separate yourself from that as a, as a parent. And I just feel like it's important for people to hear that. And I guess I'm just interested really in, in the how. Yeah. Look, and, and if you guys don't mind, I'd love to tell a quick story about what happened last summer to my oldest daughter. That, that's why you're here. Please and, go. And, and, and I think this is a good kind of um, share of the fear that I have knowing that they have to grow up with a parent that was, was pretty good at something. And, and, and I'm not saying I'm any better than anyone else, but like there's a burden there, right? And and so last summer, my my uh, oldest daughter, who's now nine, she was eight last summer. As 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 Scott, as you've referenced uh, previously, the bottom of the age group, top of the age group, big tough. deal in summer swimming, That's right? Tough. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough grind. So she was at the top of the age group last summer. And fast forward the story, um, I grew up as a breaststroker. That was my best stroke. She's a breaststroker, doesn't do year-round swim. I don't let her do year-round swim. We just do it in the summer. We do tons of sports. I'm a huge believer and do as many as you can. Anyway, she was learning breaststroke, right? Just figuring it out. Didn't win one race all all summer. But like each meet, she just kind of picked up a little bit more and a little bit more. Never said anything, didn't ask for me for advice, never gave her anything. But I just kept watching like she's picking it up, she's picking it up. She gets to divisional, she gets third. First time she's gotten top three. She gets to championships and she turns to my wife as they're walking in. This is the Kenwood Country Club. And she looks at this big trophy that you win if you win an event at championships. And she says, Mom, I think I want to win that. 
Right on. And she's a she's a very inward, super smart kid, much like my sister. Doesn't share a ton. Um, hard to kind of peel out of her. And so she qualifies first. Okay, so they do it. At, it's two days of championships. This is a big time. You you got to do prelims the first day, finals the second day. So I get it. I get an email saying, "Hey Tom, for finals, uh, we'd like to name this trophy after you, and we're going to do the trophy presentation." right smack in the middle of the meet, which, oh, by the way, is right before the eight and under girls breaststroke. So my first thought is not, oh, that's what a great, I really appreciate what a great honor is. Oh my God, my poor daughter is going to have to watch this as she's sitting behind the blocks, getting ready for her race, which no doubt she's already nervous about because she's an eight-year-old kid that has to wait 24 hours after qualifying first. And so that whole night, I'm, I'm thinking, this is it. Like, this is what I was worried about as a parent that I don't want them to feel like we're all parents in that sense of our number one goal is to protect our kids and make sure they're safe. That safety can come in all different shapes and sizes, right? Physical, mm -hmm. mental view of the world, things like that. hundred percent. So I'm, I'm stressed, stressed about it. Great honor. Really appreciate it. Don't want to make it seem like I'm not because it was fantastic. Um, just swam up and down a black line, like, right. Pretty cool. Really appreciate it. Um, hey, Tom, can you say a few words? And I said, you know, I, I, I'd love to, but could you also help me and move this along? Because my daughter is sitting behind lane four right now. And I can't imagine how uncomfortable she is and how stressed out she is. And But I'll land the story because I know it was longer than, we, than we'd prefer. Great honor. Appreciate it. Uh, my words to, to kind of talk to everybody was the reason this is fun for everybody is because it's supposed to be fun. It's not about who wins. It's about socialization and athletics. And that is my view of summer swimming in general, Steve, across all sports. Mm -hmm. Just to reference like football, there isn't anything else, in my opinion, that our kids can do that has the age range socialization of summer swimming. It is fantastic. I don't care. I can't express how, how little I care about how fast they go or what <laughs> place they get. Like, Amen. I'm not sure how else to say that. Amen. The, the fact that an eight and under can hang out with a 14 under or 15, mm -hmm. 18, and they can help them get ready. Hey, you got to go to lane two, not lane seven. You're in the wrong lane. Like that, whatever it costs, I'm, sign me up. So they get done. That's what I say to the crowd. That's what this is about here. Like we need to remember that. That's why we're here. And I walk down the pool deck. I have to cross the starting side of the pool in front of the blocks where my poor daughter now had the whistle is blown saying swimmers get to the blocks. And I'm like, this is it. Like we just actually Hollywoodized my greatest fear. Yeah. But I stopped in front of her and I said, I just, can you just stop for a second? You have to have fun. Do you understand? You have to have fun. And that's it. I didn't say like, Hey, make sure you extend your streamline. Make sure you pop up before you lose momentum off the blocks. I said, you have to have fun. That's why we're here. And she goes, okay, dad, guess what? She steps up and drops a second and a half and she wins the whole freaking thing. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want to, I don't want to get like, you know, too, uh, over my skis here, but like my dad was there and I said to my dad, my God, th th this beats the freaking Olympics mm. and not because she won. It's not because she won. Like, I want to make sure everyone hears me on that. It is not because she won. It's because she tackled it. She tried. She said, my God, my dad's getting an award. They named it after him. And I'm still going to focus on what I'm trying to do. And whether she had gotten eighth or first, to see that effort and the look on her face, man, it's like, 
that beats anything I've ever done. And of course, my dad's response being the, the snarky Irishman that he is, he goes, welcome to my freaking world of the last 30 years. <laughs> yeah. I'm just what a great story. I mean, what a great story. And and I the thing I don't pretend to know, you know, you, but I I know you're telling the truth. I know you don't care if she won or if she didn't. But the fact that she did is hers, not yours. Right. Totally. Like that's like that's the beauty of this. Like Steve told an awesome story to your point, Tom, about socialization, about his daughter in the relay. And it's just, it's they didn't win, but it was the same idea. Steve, I mean, you share share how that went. The, yeah, the, they the did relay. The, the relay at the end. So she was the eight and under 25 meter free at the end. Yeah. And yeah. They do was, the mixed age. Yeah. The mixed yeah. age. Yeah, and yeah, she was. I mean, the, they had a half a pool on her, and she got to like with a body, body length, and the whole like you know the energy's coming. Everybody knows oh, the yeah. last leg, and it was just like wow, that was like I'm, I'm, uh, I have I have nine, seven, and and uh, four are going to be tomorrow if you could believe that. Uh, <laughs> but the nine year old like looks at me and, and she's like biggest smile in the world for her sister. And she's like, she almost did it. And I'm like, yeah, I said, that's why you never got, you never quit trying. You you only could do what your leg is. And yep. it was just like, it was to have one of them out of it. And then like, see, you know, that's the loudest the meat's going to be. And, uh, it was just really cool. It was, uh, it happened. A that's awesome. Ago, so look, and, and the thing I love about it too, that I know we all say to our kids is now that's there, that's there forever. Yeah. Can't take it away. Doesn't matter what place you got. That feeling that you got there, that's what they that's what they then lever up on, right? Mm -hmm. But now she ages up, and so now how's the summer going? Because that's that's a moment of of real achievement where the feedback that you get is positive. But the reason I want my kids to be in athletics more than anything is that they are the greatest metaphor for life. There's a scoreboard in life, and it's keeping track. And yeah. you don't always win, and you're going to learn from the losses. You're better. Because you're going to have to process them. You're going to have to digest them. You're going to have to try not to repeat them. But life's going to beat you some, maybe a lot. But you're going to win if you if you keep your head down and you stand the fight. And being part of a team is instructive. Sacrifice. all Some of these are cliche, but they're, they're in my opinion, Tom, they're real life things. No so doubt. Has that moment of real achievement where the feedback's positive. It, it, when you age up, now all of a sudden you're on the low rung of the food chain, man. And you're going to, you're going to catch some bad ones. It's, it's hammer time. Oh, okay. yeah. And you're so. Gonna, oh, yeah. What's it? She's, what's why she probably still wants to win that trophy, but if she's not winning them, how's that going? And I and I think, look, you know, this was me as a as an athlete, but also me as a parent. These are the these are the summers. These are the years that that I looked forward to more when I swam. Mm. Was I I didn't like the the top of the food chain years. Yeah, shoot, a lot of people can win those. I loved. I couldn't wait to be at the bottom of the age group. Loved it. Like those were my years, and I'd say, hey, put me in the strokes that that I'm not as good at and, and there's someone older that's better. Like I loved it. And so here's how I'd answer for my daughter. Um, look, she's nine. Like she can't get on a conversation like this. And right. So part of the answer is your guess is as good as mine. Cause I can't okay. peel it out of her. Right. But here's what I would say in terms of just like emotional uh, reactions out of the whole thing is it's the socialization. So it has not, it has, it has not dampened her light one bit. Um, to now be at the bottom and not winning every time because she never won every time last summer. Okay, right. right. But, so but the what, confidence what, is up and what, she's loving it still. But you asked her, you told her, didn't ask you, you told her, implored her before that's before she won that trophy. The only thing you wanted her to do was have fun. She, is she, she's still having fun. 
She is. And, you know, it's funny. The beginning of the season, I did say to her, because, again, I, 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 you know, I shared that I don't, I don't give a lot of unsolicited advice. I don't think they would listen even if I did. Um, but I, but I <laughs> they don't, don't give a about gold medals, bro. They listening really listening's a whole different podcast. It's a whole different thing. It's a whole different thing. It's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, dad advice. This is dad's way. talking. This is dad's talking. These are three dad's yes. And it doesn't matter what category we're talking about. Like, if, if whether you've been successful or not, they don't care. Like, none of it. Just for everyone out there, it's not like they listen to me about swimming and then not about everything else in life. It's all the same. They don't listen about any of it. Um, and so it gives it gives me no leverage point. There but I go. did say to her to start the, the summer, I said, hey, remember what I said last year? It's about having fun. Fun does not equal what place you get. And just remember that as you go through the summer. And she's done a fantastic job of doing that and, and, and just catching the small wins. I'm a big believer in everyone's got to find small wins every day, mm -hmm. right? And athletics teaches you that where incrementally you can get better and it doesn't mean you're, you're, you're putting yourself up against someone else to judge that. Can I nitpick one thing? And, and, and I, I hear you, but here's how Alex Toussaint's a guy that does the pe Peloton. Yeah. I, I, I had him on the, I had him on the pod and he was talking about small wins. And I said, hold on. The, Pat Forty, whose daughter swam for Stanford. Yeah. He, I texted him from your place, Washington Golf, the Terror Dome. <laughs> I, I texted him from there and I said, hey, my daughter, she's kind of scared, but she's doing it. And I was like, the little wins. And Pat said, there are no little wins. And I said, you know, and I said that to Alex. And he's like, right on. I got to recalibrate. My point is a win's a win. And yeah, not everyone's a trophy. But I, I really believe, like Charlie, my little guy didn't want to swim. He was scared the first yeah. time. And I'm not going to make him do it, Tom, because he's five. And I'm just yeah. not going to, I'm not going exactly. to, I'm not going to poison the well and yeah. make him do it. I'm like, if he wants to, there's a point in life where you're going to have to, you're going to have to give him that nudge to get him, but I'm not going to shove him in the pool. Then he swam the next time and he beat a bunch of six-year-olds and he beat a seven-year-old, including his brother. Nobody tells <laughs> Sam, but then he, but then he came to your place and he's like, I'm not doing it. Why? Well, because it was 65 degrees out there and you turned the heater in the <laughs> pool off. The audacity of these people. They're already the best by a mile. Hey, there's no rules when you cross the river. That's right. You go to the river, they, just cut, they cut the heat, man. By the way, it's, my, it's all my game. Hold on, hold on. Our pool doesn't have a heater at all. So I'm just joking. But, 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 but here's the point I thought we cleared a hurdle, right? I try to give them as much positive feedback as I can. And I learned this along the way. It's like I, I can tell them a hundred times I'm proud, but the message is you should be proud because I'm not always going to be there to tell them I'm yep. proud. I mean, literally and literally. I mean, it'd be a point in this life where I'm gone, and I want him to feel proud and 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 have it to be uh, come from within. And I felt like we got over that hurdle, and I told him you should be proud. And he said I am. And then you know what? You want to know what he wanted to feel watching golf. He wanted to feel warm, and he's like, it's cold outside, and I'm not jumping Fair that and he, and he didn't. And so I asked him today, like he went to practice and he swam all of the practice. I said, why'd you swim the whole time? He said, cause it was fun to your point. I'm like, awesome. And then we ate our dinner and there was nothing more said. And if it's, yeah. and if it's fun on Tuesday, then he'll dive in and he'll do it. But I, I guess all of this talk is just that I, I really hope that, that parents gain from what you're saying as a, as an incredibly high achiever that, that what, what we're doing here has got to be that otherwise, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder Tom, and I, you know, Steve is the same way. He's an incredible dad, all positive feedback to his girls who adore him because he's the best, but like, 
I don't know if Steve would be. I know you, you've you've told Steve some games like, hey, maybe you want to put your phone down, right? Maybe stop recording for a minute. Be present. If you see that parent, Tom, who's who's gripping a little too hard and a little too tied to how his son or daughter or her son or daughter does, can you even say anything given who you are? Is that the kind of thing where if you do, it's like, well, Dolan's over here. Like, I, I would think that might be tricky. It's tricky. And I think it's probably easier out of the sport of swimming for me. So okay. I'll give you a, a good quick example. My eight-year-old, just, just, so you, just so we're on the same page, I have a not, my oldest two are girls, nine and eight. My youngest two are boys and they're six and five. And so my eight-year-old uh, tried out for travel soccer, was not a fan of this decision. Uh, it was a household decision that was made. And I find soccer to just be that like early grassroots sport that just hits travel way too early. And anyway, here we are at tryouts and there's a dad too. And, and we're not allowed on the field, but, but imagine the field is turf um, and it's all, and it six, eight soccer fields, mm -hmm. right? So it's just this huge expanse of stacked fields, right? Parents are on the, on the fence line. And there's a guy two down from me that is screaming like, his son is kicking to win the freaking world cup. Like, I, I mean, I, I can't say I've never seen it before because I have, <laughs> but, but I've never seen it for eight U mm. girls travel soccer. And eight. So, so eight, right. I mean, yeah. how are we even doing this other than just, it's a money grab, right? Like how, how are we, what are we talking about right now? But I, <laughs> I'm watching this guy and I kind of lean back to look along the fence line. Nobody can see what I'm doing right now. I realize this is a podcast, but just imagine you're doing this because we've all done this or hopefully people listening who are this person will hear me. And it's funny. I, I just stared at him. So to answer your question, Scott, I didn't go up and talk to him, but I did. I did. I did kind of stare him down. Like, and like you were in the room before a race. Yeah. Like, 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 like there's something that's, that's, that's not firing properly here, man. Like, wh what are we mm -hmm. doing here? Yeah. Right. And one of my buddies kind of walked over cause they, they cannot wait. Like I have a number of buddies who I grew up with whose kids are a bit older now. So maybe they're down to their youngest ones or with Mike and they cannot wait. Like they are foaming at the mouth for me to get involved as my <laughs> kids age up to this psychotic world of, travel everything and parents are just out and they're like oh my god i cannot wait and so i will say this it, the, one of my buddies walked up and said do you think you should say something and i go i think somebody should say something because we all hear it and it's super awkward mm -hmm. these are eight and under girls like what what are we doing here man by the way nobody knows what's going on out there it's a trial right. like they're all moving exactly. around fields like <laughs> i don't know if, if anyone's ever watched that I don't even, it's not like I know soccer really well, whatever that was, I'm not even sure because they move them around like every three minutes while the game's going on. It's super hard to figure out if your kid's even like doing well or not. So why mm -hmm. are we getting so worked up? And, you know, I, I didn't, in that instance, I didn't say anything, but it got me to thinking where I did say something in my daughter's basketball game this, this past winter where the coach was just going nutso. And after the game, I walked over, I was assistant coach for, for her team, I put my arm around him. And I said, hey, man, just want to let you go. Just want to let you know, no one had fun today. In this gym, nobody had fun. We have girls crying, like coming out of the game crying. This is nine and under girls basketball. And I said, I, I don't know your background. I don't know who you are. I'm just telling you no one had fun. 
and and I'm just going to share with you that I was fortunate enough to compete in in uh, athletics at a high level, and this ain't it right here, my man. This mm-hmm. isn't how you get there. How did and, he? How did he respond? And he 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 started shaking a little bit, like he was smaller than I am, and he kind of you know voice quivered a little bit and and kind of started like defending himself, justifying why he was screaming at his girls, like imagine Duke back in the day, Wojo slamming the floor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it was that mentality. And, you know, he just, he just didn't really have a great response. It was kind of just kind of fumbling through it. And I just said, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean to you. I'm just trying to tell you that it's not working what you're doing. Like, that's not fun. They need to have fun. If you want them to learn, the gateway to learning is to have fun and then they can get better. And so that's, you know, that's a, a time where the guy knew who I was. So I didn't come over going, Hey, here's my resume. Let's right. have a conversation. Right. But when I see it to that extent, then I think, yeah, maybe to answer your question, I think it's important because, because parents need to understand that while we're saying it's about fun, it is the thing that I think a lot of parents forget about the idea of fun and youth athletics is the imprint it makes on those kids for the rest of their lives, mm-hmm. both good and bad. And so the fun thing is not just a catchy uh, idea that we're throwing around. It literally is the platform to build their view of self and their view of working with others and how they succeed. And those aren't like, those aren't cliches. Like that's actually how they're formed as human beings. Is, yeah. And that's why I too am a fan of youth athletics, but man, if they get off on the wrong foot, it's hard to fix that. And so when I see that happen, I want to correct it because it, they should have a better pathway than that. You see why I kind of, you see why I kind of gravitated to this guy, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom, I have a, qu- a very important question about the meets. Can you yeah. count on one hand, the amount of parents you've seen at a swim meet in a full suit? <laughs> it's, Come on. it's Steve is a short list. It's a, li- it's a list of one. Come on. Uh, but hey, uh, look at the terror down. The beauty is where Scott can roll up is at least he's down on the pool deck. Correct. Hidden away more. Whereas if he had to be up in the, in the stands <laughs> of the terror down, there'd be problems up there. And I'll, so, because so, I'll punch, I'll punch a dude. I don't care. I will punch a dude right square in the. Nah, you know. I, I hope they don't think I'm a bozo who's like trying to peacock around. I mean, I'm just going to work. I mean, <laughs> we know. No, I know, but I, I do. I did roll up to the front the same as last time. I peeled off a big pill and handed it to the fan. Said, "Keep it running. I'm just here to see the 25." Literally, <laughs> that's what you got to do because over on that side of the river, man, it's just they, they, they they're thick. Like that, yep. there's a, there's several decks and look, you guys, you're the, you're the gold standard. As I said earlier, you're like, you're the Alabama of football of this. You're always great. Obviously. Um, it's, I think it's instructive for our kids like to go over there and, and you know, you're going to get beat, but I know just, just coming closer last year for our, for our kids was sort of like, like, all right, we're, we're gaining a little bit. Um, but I, I just, I love all of the messages and all the things you're saying. And I also think it's important to, to make sure that, we're not just saying, hey, it's only fun because, look, you have swim schools and there there are high level swimmers who are going to have a chance to be Michigan swimmers, as you were, or Stanford swimmers like Steve saw. Um, 
and and I'm interested in just one maybe one last little if you have two more minutes. Yeah. And yeah. I, you've been you, I didn't intend for it to go as long as it did, but I knew it'd be interesting. How do you differentiate for the people, Tom, who are wired the way you, you were? When you see a, a young a young boy slash young man, young girl slash young woman, you, where you see that same fire in their eyes and you're like, oh, this one gets it. This one, you know, sees it the way I saw it. What's how how is that message different? You know, um, you can you can see it. Swimming is unique in the sense that I can tell just by um, how they feel the water. And it's going to feel like we're taking this weird turn in the pod yeah, in some that, magical that way. But what does that mean? like there is a there is a sense that um, that differentiates kids in the water in that swimming is a, a bit of a counterintuitive experience in that the more relaxed you are, the more fluid you are, the more buoyant you are, um, and then the better leverage you have in the water. And so that seems like kind of uh, way too much nerd swim out talk, but all it is is this idea of like, let's think about it in golf terms, right? Like the reason everybody is obsessed with watching, you know, let's, let's use DJ as an example. Swing the golf club is because it looks like he's not actually trying <laughs> to kill it. And then it flies 340 yards. Right. right? And I'm a golf nut. So um, it's, it's a lot how I think about it. In other words, when you swim, much like when you swing a golf club, you are not tense the whole time through. In fact, you're quite the opposite. The more fluid you are, the more power you generate. Same okay. in swimming. Okay. And that's a that's a hard, learned skill for kids. It's what we work on in grassroots level in the swim schools, right, is to remove that fear, remove that sense of like, I think something bad's about to happen because I don't know what this stuff is called water. Right. And all of a sudden, allow your muscles to react to it. Right. Allow yourself to be very fluid in the water. And it sounds kind of, you know, a little cockamamie, but it's, it's, that's how it's done. Like that's how you learn and that's how you get leverage. And so I can see that in kids. Now, here's the thing I would share though with the like swim dad view is, man, is it hard for any parent, even defending the crazy, whoever that dad is out there that hopefully he listens to this pod who was at the, the U8 soccer uh, <laughs> tryouts, it's hard for all these parents. And, and so by no means am I saying uh, I, I am in a better perspective as a parent. Like, shoot, we all make mistakes every day, of right? Of course, of course and, we do. But I think the thing about it that's the hardest is, and you guys know this, Steve, both from your time in football and Scott, from you covering elite, elite level athletes. What's so hard, I think, for, for, for parents that don't have that advantage of that perspective is understanding how freaking big the world is when it comes to athletes. Mm -hmm. yeah, and man. it is, <laughs> man, you got summer leagues, then you got other summer leagues, yeah. then you got other summer leagues on that. And guess what? That's like where the grass grows. That's how low that is, right? Then you got regionals above that. Then you got year-round teams that are in your neighborhood. Then you got year-round teams, Right. You got to go for another hour of laying that out until you get to the national view. And you got every country that runs it that way. <laughs> and so my point is that, um, boy, it, it's easy. It's easy to say, hey, that kid looks like they've got something right. Mm -hmm. Man, you have no idea where that's going to go. And, and so I think the challenge there is to say all it needs to do is go for today and have that view of like, hey, just get better today, right? Drop, yeah. drop, drop a tenth of a second, drop a hundredth of a second, as mm -hmm. little as that. You're still, you're still getting better. And 
Steve, back to your kind of view of swimming and how there's clarity there. Back to my share of team sports versus individual sports as a, as a little guy. Man, I love the individual sports. You know why? Because you could control the outcome. Because mm-hmm. all you had to do was beat all the other people trying to get to the other side. That's yep. it. And mm-hmm. if you could do that at, at, at Washington Golf and you keep believing and nobody, nobody convinces you otherwise, that's how I looked at it. Like, well, why couldn't I be the best in the world? If mm-hmm. I outwork everyone in the world, isn't it my right to be the best in the world? And so that's a long-winded answer, Scott. But I would say that's to you, it's, that's what I'm passionate about is – I really want to make sure that parents understand it's a big freaking world. And to be more specific, there's a lot of communities all around the world that have good kids and good athletes. So let's just worry about today. Right. And I never got ahead of myself to say, Hey, uh, one day this could be my dream. That was a, that's a dream, but daily, I don't work off that dream. I work off of what's in front of me today. So I'm going to get a little bit better today and I'm going to worry about today. And then tomorrow I'm going to worry about tomorrow. And that's, I think, a really hard thing as a parent to frame up properly, to own yourselves as a parent, but also then educate your kids in that way. That's beautifully, perfectly said. And now, now that now your challenge is trying to get the, the name of the kid in lane three, right? <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> I mean, can we just say Moffat and not Moffet? We Like, why we don't have to go there. I mean, what, let's just say the name. I think it's great that there's there's a family of a couple streets over that suddenly became French. I think that's it, great. The Maffes are a lovely family. It just uh, added a level of worldliness to them. I, <laughs> I got uh, I got one true or false for Tom before we go. Yep. Shoot. You say you don't talk a lot during the meets. You're not you're not that outspoken guy. True or false? You are monitoring what your kids' intake is from the snack stands while the meet is going on. Specifically, number of ice creams, Slurpees, and just general candy consumption. Like, how about, for example, my five-year-old last night, uh, after the pep rally, five ice creams, two Shirley Temples. It's bad parenting. It's just bad, it's just bad parenting. <laughs> well, I mean, I, uh, I got one that if I, if, if I see him across the kitchen and he knows he's not supposed to have a treat and I catch him and I say, Charlie, what are you doing? He just eats it faster. <laughs> Like, he, he just knows he, he knows he can get a couple bonus bites before I can get to him. I mean, the balls on that kid to do that. Right. I, 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 I don't know. Somehow I fail. Look, you said it earlier, man. We, we, we all, we all fail a little bit every day, but, no I, doubt. but I, I really, uh, I admire the way, uh, you've taken what you've done and you've, you've channeled it into how you go about this. And I, I really appreciate you being as generous with your time to share, not just with Steve and I, but with people out there. Cause the thing that's really cool about this, it, every, every bozo in our business has a podcast and Steve and I'll talk about other things in our podcast. I, I'm, I go up to like the grocery store and I see people and it's the dads are like, love, they, they, they love the flag football talk. They love mm-hmm. the swimming talk because, you know, look in our, Oh, it's relatable content. I, I, I just like talking about stuff that I know matters. And I know the dads out there, and it's not dads, it's moms too, but we're dads, so we see that lane of it. Uh, it's important, man, and it is important what you shared today. So uh, I'll never play golf with you uh, after hearing what you said. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need to be staring into the eyes of a guy that's giving me the death stare. We're on eight. I'm like, wait, Tom's not blinking. Oh, he's doing that thing to me. He's uh. doing that thing to me. I'll never play golf with you, so just, just so we know that. But uh, I do look forward to whenever our paths cross again, man. You're a good dude. Absolutely. Uh, 
a great dad and obviously one of the all-time great swimmers. If your kids are in the area and they want to learn from a, a great one, he's got a place he can help you. Uh, I appreciate you, man. Sincerely. Great being with you guys. I'm, I'm huge fans. I should say on the way out, lo- love both you guys. Love what you do. Um, love the messages too from week, from week to week. So I really appreciate what you guys do. Keep doing it. Uh, honored to be on here. Thanks for having me. Right on. Tom Dolan, everybody.